All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everyone. Before we get going here, I just wanted to say that uh, JT Miller signed. You've probably heard by now. We have an emergency podcast episode out about it already recorded on Friday night. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we record the Saturday morning episodes that come out at 3 in the morning. We record them on Friday, typically during the day. Uh, Chris and I had already finished recording episode 293. Thankfully for you, we didn't talk too much about JT Miller, although that's probably what you want to hear. So if you haven't already, go listen and please download uh, our JT Miller emergency podcast episode. Uh, other than that, we get into Nils Lundqvist on this episode. A lot of other good stuff on this episode. So go ahead, uh, go listen to the old episode. But after that, enjoy this one as well. Can you see Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. Locally owned and operated, Zephyr Epic, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. Find them on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all of the social medias. Go shoot them a follow, and if you find yourself in beautiful Surrey, British Columbia, home of the future Doug McCollum Center, 60,000 seats, visit 
the Zephyr Epic Retail location, you can still use our promo code, again, Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, to get $5 off your order. The best part about Zephyr Epic, in our humble opinion, is that they ship free anywhere in Canada on any order over $50. From? From Osoyoos. Great spot. Yep. You're a big Osoyoos fan, aren't you? Big Osoyoos guy. Yeah, you get behind the boats and you get your That's right, your vacation boards. quads, vacation quads. Yeah, boards, boats. What do you get? White claws. Uh, all right, from Osoyoos to Orono, Ontario. Tell me. What do you know about Orono? Do you know anything? No. I literally have never heard of it. Really? Okay, so population, 1,105. Current residents of Orono, some famous people. Uh, not the most loved by Canuck fans. Brian Bickle, remember him? Former NHLer. He was on uh, uh, the Blackhawks for a long time there. I think he's yes. got. he's probably got some Stanley Cups, I'm assuming, if he was there. What has he got? Three Stanley Cups. So he was there for all of the rides with... Uh, the man who Elaine Vigneault once said had the IQ the size of a bird seed. There you go. So that's he's in Orono. They got lots of birds in Orono, too. So maybe, mm. uh, maybe somewhat he's of a connection there. Yeah. Uh, also, Dan O'Toole. Okay, yeah. Former uh, TSN. Now I think he's a uh, podcast doing betting commercials. Yep. Or something. I know he's Who playing, isn't? <laughs> he's playing tennis, doing betting commercials. Why aren't we doing betting commercials? Anyways. Um, Orono. The attractions in Orono. The Jungle Cat World. What do you think's there? Uh, it's got to be like a big cat rescue place, right? I'm assuming so. I, c- I couldn't find a lot of information on it. And, you know, I do this uh, research. It takes me hours and hours to put together this mm-hmm, research here. Of course. The Jungle Cat World. Lots of jungle cats. It's, it's on the world. That's what I know about that. Also, the Apple Blossom Shop. Sorry, did you just say it's on the world? That's yeah, what I know. That's, uh, <laughs> I know. It's a Jungle Cat World. Uh, Apple Blossom Shop. Go check that out. Here's the here's a big uh, attraction in Orono, Ontario, from what I hear. This is just sources of mine, you know, all my city sources here. And I, I don't I don't I feel like I might say this wrong, but I think I got it right. Do you know what geocaching is? Yes, I do. I did this when I was like thirteen and never did it again. Okay, so geocaching is apparently huge in Orono. And I used Explain to explain to the listeners what geocaching is. Okay, so as far and I this is all the only reason I'm getting this and she always gets brought up on the show about once every three months is old lady Jean who I used to work with at A and W way back in the day. Big Lego she, gal. She was a big Lego gal. She was also uh loved her geocaching. She was big in that so maybe you you might know more than me, sure. but from what I understand is you get like longitude and latitude and you go to that and then there's like some cash and a little hidden spot somewhere yeah. in that area so okay, you explain it better so it's described as a worldwide treasure hunt so basically uh, i could be in any sort of container it's not like a treasure chest like the one i found uh was in a little like tupperware container and basically it has the same principle as a community library which you don't have to pay for, if you were wondering, Chris. Someone messaged you about that. I, I'm yeah, going to get okay. to that in a sec, because that's never going to die uh, the last episode. But uh, basically, you bring, you take something out of it, and you put something back of equal or greater value. Um, oh. And that's how it works. So you find it, you take something, and you put something back. Interesting. I, I yeah. thought it was cash. I thought it was like you're always having cash. No, that would, that would not work. So where does the... Okay, never mind. I'm not even gonna ask. You can find it. Like you Google, like you could Google geocaching Vancouver, and you could find some locations. Uh, the one I did was out in Burnaby. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I it just, was hidden see- under a tree. Like there was a little, uh, what's the word? You you might know this. You know, stump. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it was a full tree, but there was a hole in the tree. Okay, like around the roots, maybe. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And it was hidden under there, uh, and it was covered with like grass and stuff. What, but what was, was in like, it? What was the yeah, prize, uh, I, I actually, uh, funny enough, I got a Lego minifigure out of it. Interesting. Yeah. See, and, I th- and I I've seen I videos that. of people doing this. Like, I don't know, sometimes they show up on uh, on the Instagram feed or the Facebook feed when you're scrolling for too long. And uh, I've most of the time I've seen it, it's like actual cash. Really? Yeah. Like, it's no, just I've like cash. Well, it's but geo- I remember Jean, yeah. old Jean, she used to tell me it was, yeah, she'd find random stuff in there yeah. all the time. So, and she would always put Lego pieces in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's what she was big about, too. Yeah. Combining her two loves. That and yelling at me at A&W. Yeah, there's like bouncy balls. Like, sometimes it's for kids. Sometimes there's stuff for adults, too. Um, there's some big ones. There's one at the Coliseum, I believe, um, in Italy as well. Hmm. But, yeah, it's all over the world. So, it's pretty cool. How did we get on this? Well, it's big in Orono. Oh, really? Orono, big, uh, big geocaching community. Wow, there. Okay. People come from all over the world. Wow. They come from all over the Jungle Cat world to come and get their geocaching in Orono. That's actually a really good fun fact. I thought so, too. Someone messaged me, and you and I have done this before, Chris, where we turn our volume down to 50%. 
or not volume, excuse me, our speed on the podcast down to 50%. Okay. And we, we've noticed that it makes us sound like we're super drunk, right? Yeah. Someone said... Sounds like you had three drinks. I tur- <laughs> Exactly. Someone said, I turned it to half speed for, for your explanation of a library to Faber oh, on the God. last episode. And it's like, no, man, it's free. <laughs> and you're like, what? I understand what a library is. I just didn't think that everyone uses a library that often. I don't know. <laughs> I don't doubt that you know what a library is. But you had a, you were a little confused on how it worked. Well, a little bit because I haven't <laughs> been there in so damn long. I didn't know they had video games to rent out. Well, yeah, but you also were like, you did, so how much did it cost? You were asking if it was That's free. A, yeah, I'm a little surprised by that still. I thought you would need to pay like a, a yearly membership, even if it was like dirt cheap. I oh, thought man. you'd have to, yeah, because the government's paying for it. Yeah, it's a government facility. I tell you, all these big one percenters, they're running everything. They got the public libraries under do their not, control do too. Do not come out after libraries. If your campaign message is abolish libraries, I will fight you on that well and everyone i got some crap online for the cookbook thing yeah that's kind of crazy to me well, like well, pulling out on. a cookbook let me explain to you something okay so you think gordon ramsay is sitting there blogging like writing up his recipes no but no. people are blogging about gordon yeah Ramsay so recipes. you'll maybe find like one out of every you know 30 in his Dude, cookbook it's all on youtube everything that you ever what gordon ramsay what's the famous one that everyone likes to make from the scrambled eggs okay but i was just having this i was just having this conversation actually with somebody is Look, I understand audiobooks, I understand ebooks, I totally get it. But think of how much of our lives is already on a screen, especially us. Oh, most here of our we work, go. Listen, most of our work is on a screen, yeah. right? So if you can make a trip in the beautiful weather out to the library, it takes you like an hour, right? You make a little trip of it, right? You go out, you look through the cookbooks. You don't know what you want. I, I picked up an air fryer cookbook with 50 recipes. You could just flip through that. You're, you're still looking at a book. You're not looking at a screen. Think of how much of your life is already on a screen. Why would you want to add more to that? I'm out, I'm out going for walks all the time. I know it. And I, I, I applaud you for that, but now walk to the library. Cause there's a beautiful one right by where you live. I don't know about that. There is. I've it's been in like there. The I know I've one. been there. Oh yeah. You have not for a book though. No, I was sweating so much in there. <laughs> I know. Well, it is air conditioned in the actual library. Well, not in the studio I was in. Libraries are fantastic. You should go to your local library, folks. It looked a little confused. There was like five levels, or maybe not, but yeah, there was, yeah, like, yeah. There was a, great, a lot of levels in great there. Great library. Yeah. You got is. the cookbooks in one section, probably. Yeah, they do. Let's see. Then that's the other thing. Here's the, what's this all about with late fees then? Or do you the just. Late because you are, got a card, you can no. just get a book and you can hold it for like three years? No. So the, you get it for like two weeks, whatever it is, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long you have it out for. You can renew online. So if you need the book longer, like for example, I took out uh, a novel a while ago when I was in like grade 12 or first year university. Um, I, I can't remember what the book was. And I, I basically, it took me a little bit to read it because life happens. And I just renewed it like twice. And then I had it for like a month and a half or two months. And I was able to finish the book. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I believe in the whole libraries thing. Okay. Whole, we're not going to, we're not going to reopen this. No. Well, I just think, it, you know, everybody's giving me crap online for it. I don't believe How many in of libraries, these people are actually Chris going Faber. to libraries? What percentage of our listeners are consistently going to libraries? I'm hoping a lot and I'm hoping more after hearing this. But if you got kids, think about when you have oh, kids. Oh gosh, here we go What are you going to do? You're going to load up on a bunch of picture books? Your kids are going to, and I learned this from Patrick Johnson, your kids are going to have one book that they want to read before bed every night. You have to yeah, purchase. It's the, uh, it's the fish one, the, the colorful fish. Sure, that's a good one to show them. But you, you, you're going to have that one book that you have to purchase. You're not loading up on picture books. You take them to the library. You want your kids to have a love of reading from a young age. I don't know about that. I hope our kids get along. I want my kid <laughs> to have a love of being a right shot defenseman. That's what I need because I got to retire early. So he's got to be a really good right shot defenseman. I'll tell you what. I've had this conversation you got to throw your kid in baseball, right? Like, that's yeah. where the... Mo- Especially you. You give yeah. him that first base gene, he's going to be fine. Yeah, it'll be a lefty-lefty. Lefty-lefty. Yep, exactly. Hitting bombs like I a young... So. And Chris you know Faber I, Jr. You know what I hope? And, like, I feel like this... I don't know. This This just feels like it's happened. This is what I feel like anyways. A lot of my friends and, like, people in my age group, mm-hmm. they're all taller than their dads. Yes. Right? Like... Not a lot of my friends are like that. There's a couple of my friends are obviously like their dads are like big, tall dudes. Yep. And you're not going to get to that height. But like a majority. Yep. Maybe it's just the way the world's going. I don't know. Maybe there's a book of the library I can read to learn more about this. There is. But I want my kid to be taller than me, too. Oh, yeah. Because if he's, you know, 
We get the my kid at like six five six six. Yeah, he's going places. I, yeah. Okay, we're not gonna spend too much more time on this. All right. Yeah. This sounds like Patreon episode. Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Maybe we'll throw it out right after this because uh, clearly we have a lot to talk about. Uh, but we're also delivered by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code ConvoDD. Capital C, capital D's, all one word, Convo DD, that would be 25% off and free delivery. I got on nothing on first... DoorDash this week, but I, I didn't order any DoorDash this week. Okay, hang on. Can I finish the read? No, but I will say something. I'm No, I'm still talking DoorDash here. Thinking about ordering. So I got a friend coming to visit this weekend. He wants to get calamari. Okay. That's something that I'm questioning how hot and, how hot and ready is that going to come off of DoorDash? Yeah, I don't know, man. Calamari is the one that, you know, like, if any food is going to get soggy quick. If you got a friend. Fries or calamari. Yeah, yeah. Right? If you got a friend coming, take yeah. him out to dinner. Don't, yeah, don't or, order or, it. Or, you know, hey, since, we're during, since we're on a DoorDash read, you get the DoorDash uh, pickup. That's true. DoorDash pickup, whatever you want. But our promo code ConvoDD, capital C, capital D is all one word. 25% off and free delivery on your first order. Best with deal the out there right app. now. It's not. You got no summer DoorDash anymore. I was anymore. about to say, I, w- I was driving into the studio today. I was listening to the radio and they were they were doing a DoorDash advertisement. They're like, uh, it's $0 delivery fee That's on it. your first order. That's it? Convo Sorry. DD. Convo DD, baby. That's what I you was, should be using if you haven't used DoorDash yet. I was bitching and whining for the last six months here on the DoorDash summer ads that we have, but guess who's got the best de- discount now for first-time users? Us. Yeah. Convo DD. That's right. DoorDash. All right. We've spent enough time, I'd say. What are we at? <laughs> We're like almost touching 15 minutes. Okay. Shut her down. Yep. Shut her down. Had an awesome DoorDash story, but I'll save it Yeah, for never. Okay. Didn't you just... Okay. Whatever. <laughs> All right. few things that I want to get into, Chris, and the main things are around the Pacific. Aiden Hill is acquired by the Vegas Golden Knights for a fourth-round pick from the San Jose Sharks. Now, when we're doing our previewing the Pacific series at Canucks Army, and we're you know Michael Liu is writing this for us, and he's looking around uh, at every Pacific Division opponent. Yeah, and he's pissing off the Oily Boys over oh, there. Yeah, Holy, he well, he was he was bang on. Their, yeah, yeah, their criticism got... of the article was, "Oh, well, have you considered Ryan McLeod like, playing uh, seventy games? We're still better than Vancouver." It's like, yeah, no I one said you Milk weren't. was getting involved over there. Yeah, Bag Milk really liked that. Yeah. Bag Milk really likes Philip Broberg. And, you know, Bag Milk's obviously someone we can actually have conversations with and isn't going to scream at us. But, uh. yeah. But Philip Broberg, they're like, Philip Broberg's one of the most mobile defensemen in the AHL. It's oh like, my goodness. okay. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to get started on the Philip Broberg stuff. No, we're not. Uh, he ain't going with them. What I did want to say is Aiden Hill traded to the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, the reason for this, it seems like Laurent Brassois is, sorry, native, isn't going to be ready to go for the season. So big blow, I'd say, to the Vegas Golden Knights just in general with their whole crease situation. Obviously, Robin Lehner is going to be out for the whole season. That's the biggest blow. And they're really just going into a season shrouded in uncertainty, right? Like there is a ton of uncertainty going in with Vegas Golden Knights because by all means, they could be a playoff team because Logan Thompson was fine, right? Right. But I'd almost equate this to they're trusting Spencer Martin to be the starter for the Vancouver (laughs) Canucks, right? Like, again, like I understand the drop-off between Robin Lehner and um, Logan Thompson isn't necessarily as big as the one between Demko and Martin, but... Still, it's just there's a ton of uncertainty in the Vegas crease, and it's just something I found interesting that they traded for Aiden Hill uh, because, you know, Aiden Hill can play, I think. I think Aiden Hill's going to be getting some starts uh, with Vegas, and I think that job's going to be up for grabs. I know Logan Thompson was really impressive in his short stint, but it is interesting to see, uh, I guess, the situations going on around the Pacific Division. I was I was just going to say... Uh... What's Yaroslav Halak doing? I didn't know that he signed with the Rangers. Rangers, yeah. yeah. Rangers. Him and he is, he's backup, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. But, uh, yeah, as far as Vegas goes, yeah, I mean, yeah. Is there is there a team in the Pacific with more questions than the Vegas Golden Knights? Like, well, worrisome questions? Yeah, like, if you're asking me make or break questions, no. Yeah, I think, like, if you're talking, yeah, there's a ton of questions on all the teams in the Pacific. Yeah. But, like, yeah, playoff questions of, like, where is this team going? Like, Team like questions about this team's legitimacy to be a playoff team. I think the Vegas Golden Knights have the most. Yeah, I'd say Vegas is the most. But they liked. also at the at certain times could have could have one of the best rosters in in the Pacific as well. If you if things break the right way, and I know they're yep. an aging roster, but we haven't seen Jack Eichel play up to full speed with with the Vegas Golden Knights. And how much of an impact could he have if he has a real big bounce back here and fill the thrill? 
Feel the thrill, exactly. Right? Like, like Phil Kessel, and I'm not even saying this is a joke. Like, Phil Kessel in a top nine is fine. Like, that's good, especially on the contract he's on. Again, like, I know he only scored eight goals last year, but the guy's 34 years old. He put up a ton of assists last year. Like, those were respectable numbers from a very bad team with Phil Kessel. Like, I... I'm really curious to see how he plays in Vegas. I think that's an in- interesting one. But again, it's another big question mark, right? And on the topic, Chris, just to kind of segue a little here, the free agent defensemen that remain, Anton Strollman, P.K. Subban, those are kind of the big ones that everybody's Calvin DeHaan. At. Yeah, Calvin DeHaan, who the there. Canucks have been linked at, uh, linked to, according to Rick Dollywall. Like, does it make sense for them to sign in one of these guys? Vegas? No, sorry, Vancouver. Um... I don't really know because I feel like, you know, your top four, you're not signing any of those guys playing your top four. Yeah. Um, depending on, you know, the Canucks know more about Tucker Pullman than we do. Exactly. I think if he's on IR and, you know, playing hockey again might be something that's a, a long shot, then yeah. But you just, we don't really know. I mean, everything we've been told is that he's you know, healthy, it sounds he'll be like to go. he's getting healthy. And, but then and we've also be. heard there's question marks, right? For sure. Like, and I think that's the thing is take take the really positive news with a grain of salt because if there yeah. is concussions and you're hearing any sort of worry about it, I think that's the side that you kind of lean to towards a little bit more, especially in the year that we are and uh, seeing what concussions have done to other players in the past. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's I mean, not at the same time, I don't know because like is, is Calvin DeHaan a better option than, you know, Travis Dermott on your third pairing? Like, I, I think you could argue that a little bit. I think DeHaan had his time and yeah. I think he's a guy who can play both sides as well. So that's an option in there to kind of look at too. But yeah, I think PK at the right price might make sense, but I don't think the Canucks are really needing to do it. You still have like, you know, if you're looking at like the bottom end, like I would call it like the third pairing and extra defenseman. We're talking what, exactly. Jack, Jack Rathbone, Travis Dermott. You already have Brady Keeper. You're hoping he can bounce back. Kyle you have Burrows. Kyle Burrows is another example. You even have Noah Juleson if you need someone. Like there there are some names there. I mean, Christian Wolanin. Heard good things yep. about him coming over to the AHL team. I think he's going to be a fine AHL defenseman. Does he have some some help that you can bring to the offense there? Um, yeah, like there are a lot of names in that kind of six, seven, eight role for the Vancouver Canucks. I don't know if they need to really explore that spot with free agency right now, anyways, or if they even have the money to kind of make that make sense. Yeah, and look, like you brought up the right side there, and it's, don't don't get me wrong, it's bleak. Like it's Brady Keeper. Uh, Kyle Burrows, no Jules. Sure, but Kyle Burrows, man, in a third pairing role, like, what could you say about him last year so, as like a depth defenseman who comes in and plays games? Because last year he had to start on the third. Pairing. Absolutely fine, absolutely yeah. fine. But would you rather have PK Subban or Anton Strollman in that role? Yeah, on sure. on the same contract. Like, if you yep. have a completely variable contract, and it sure looks like that's what's going to come down to. But I right? think I said this on the like, two shows ago with PK Subban, like. Why would he come somewhere for a million dollars when he can make a million dollars being an analyst? Because he wants to rejuvenate his career, and he sees yeah, that there's I mean, a I chance guess... to play with uh, Quinn Hughes. Do you think Luke Shen isn't going to get more? You don't think Luke Shen's going to get overpaid when he hits free agency this year oh, if yeah. he keeps this up, right? Like, like people are looking at that. Luke Shen this is a guy who, at the age of thirty, was in the minors, right? right. Rejuvenated his career. Obviously, uh, had that short stint with Quinn Hughes, gets the contract in Tampa. Uh, he was a great seventh defenseman for Tampa, but the dude is playing top-pairing minutes with Quinn Hughes right now. He's going to get overpaid in free agency. Yep, because someone will think he can come in and do that with their, you know, their version, their Jack Rathbone. Totally. They'll think that, oh, yeah. like, we have a, a young left-shot defense with a lot of offensive capabilities. Boom, third pairing with Luke Shen. Yeah, he's going to get paid. For yeah, sure. like, Erica Branson just got 4 by 4 Yeah, but, like, you know, let's not... Every, you got to bring up Erica Branson every time I talk to fans. I don't know how this no, dude keeps getting his pay I, here. Exactly. I'm, I was using it not even to mock Erica Branson or anything like that. They just got 4 by 4 What's there to mock? What I'm saying is the market for right-handed defensemen who can play, defensive right-handed defensemen who can play in the NHL... Mm. <laughs> preface that a little bit, Sure, is clearly high, right? Like, the right-handed defense market is clearly high. Luke Shen might actually be able to cash in if he keeps this up next year. Again, I look at P.K. Subban and see a guy who probably still wants to play, probably still thinks he has good years ahead of him, and wants to prove himself. I, I look at Phil Kessel, right? Like, Phil Kessel is a very similar... Uh, similar case study, I think, where he's a guy that's clearly trying to prove something. He wants to play on a team where he thinks he can succeed and show something. I'd say PK Subban might try the same thing. Yeah, and I mean, I just I I'm so curious of a player coming off of such a big contract if if he takes such a cut. 
Yeah, and, and I think it would probably be a different story if he was 36, 37, but he's 33. So, like, I, I can see where you're coming from for sure. It's just, I don't know. I, I I think that this guy's got a bright career after hockey as well, and I'd be curious Absolutely. to see. I Does he need the money, though? Like, is that thing? Like, or is he willing to just take... You know, at the age of 33, it's kind of, it's different than the way that you look at maybe like Jason Spezza signing with the Leafs or like that type of player, Joe Thornton trying to get a run with the, with the Panthers. Like he's not at that point yet. So I'm assuming that this guy still wants at least $2.5 million a season to play. And he probably, you know, probably looking for two year deal. And I I just think that's the reason why he's not signed up to this point is I don't know if teams are willing to do that for him. Mm -hmm. And I think that he can be, he can probably work like, you know, say the Canucks announced tomorrow that they signed PK Subban to a $2.35 million deal, one-year deal. I don't think anyone would be that against that. I think that's too high. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I think I think he plays up to a $2.3 million value. Maybe, but my whole point is that the Canucks don't need PK Subban. PK Subban probably needs the Canucks more than they need him. You know sure, what I mean? But I think you could be surprised with what he could bring. What, yeah, no, I, I think I think there's a chance PK Subban bounces back if he becomes a member of the Vancouver. So Bucks. over so under I'm saying two million dollars, like what's that say to you? Under, One year, two million? Under still under that. Okay. I'd say it's under two million. Like like and I'm not even saying, oh, if the Canucks sign over this, everybody should be outraged. I'm saying that I think based on the market, I think I think if Subban could have got two point five in free agency, he would already be signed. Right? Like yeah. I think that would have become apparent already. Right? Like I, I don't think for PK Subban, that you're looking at anything over two million at this point in free agency. At this point, it's a big point. Like, and look at what happened last year. Right, he drops down. He's a guy who's always played like a minimum of 22 minutes a night. Last year, he drops four minutes a night. Goes down to 18. That's still like you know if if he's playing 18 minutes a night for your team, that's a two million dollar player, man. Yep, that's, that's you know, and I, and I wonder if the role continues to drop. Like as his game gone down that much where he's now a 13 minute guy i don't know just yet right and i haven't seen enough of him to say that for sure so like i I think two million dollars isn't a huge risk if you're getting him on like a one-year deal sure again like i said it's not a it's not a matter of um oh people should be angry if it's over this i think whatever that's fine i just i think that it's going to be less than that Okay. It, it could be two million on the dot. I don't think yep. it's over two million. Is what I'm trying to say. We'll see what happens. It should be you know pretty soon here. We're getting to PTO time pretty damn quick. Exactly. Here, so you got to sign deals. You the hear first the way, PTO was signed yesterday. Yeah, you could hear the way that Alex Chason was talking about it. You know, three yeah. weeks away from camp type of thing. Yeah, you got to got to make decisions pretty yeah, quick here. Absolutely. Okay, we'll take a break. On the other side, we'll keep on the topic of right-handed defensemen because Chris, the Rangers are shopping Niels Lundqvist. Does it make sense for the Canucks? We'll dive into that and so much more on the other side of Canucks conversation. Before we go any further into the episode, we have to give a quick shout out to our friends at Montana's. Montana's is the barbecue expert in Canada. They smoke their ribs in-house every day, and then they sauce and fire grill them to order. Montana's legendary all-you-can-eat ribs promotion is on now, seven days a week until the end of summer. Come in for all-you-can-eat ribs and get Montana's messy to win weekly prizes. Chris, do you have a little Montana story for us? I tell you, go get the apple uh, butter barbecue sauce, the best sauce they got there. And listen, the ribs are great. Do the all-you-can-eat ribs. But if you're not in the mood for ribs, four cheese spin dip. They got an incredible spinach dip in Montana, as you know it. And, and you can find the barbecue sauce at the store as well. Take home a bottle with you. There you Apple go. butter barbecue. Excellent stuff. So be sure to go visit Montana's where they have certified smoke and grill masters doing all of the barbecuing with seven locations throughout British Columbia. Shout out Nanaimo. Including Nanaimo, British Columbia, Langley, Tawasin, Prince George, Victoria, Fort St. John, and Kelowna. Be sure to go check out Montana's Barbecue and Bar today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And a massive thank you to all of our sponsors here at the Canucks Conversation Podcast. Folks, if you want to advertise with us, shoot us a message at Canucks Convo on Twitter, at Chris Faber 39 on Twitter, and at Quadrelli on Twitter. I uh, just ran out of barbecue sauce the other day. I went and picked up uh, the apple butter barbecue. They had it at uh, Safeway. Very nice. Yeah, you don't even need to go to Montana's. I mean, go to Montana's all you can eat ribs, but you can get the barbecue sauce at uh, at your local Safeway. Yeah, they only got two of the flavors though at Safeway. They only got Texas Bold, I think, is the one. You know where they got all of the flavors? They, well, it doesn't matter because all you need is the apple butter barbecue. They got it at Safeway. That's the best one. That's right. I like the apple butter barbecue a lot. Yeah, I told you. Like we said, go check out Montana's. Okay, Nils Lundqvist, Chris. The Rangers have reportedly made him available, according to the New York Post's Larry Brooks. Sorry, I'm literally trying to pull up the quote as I read this out loud. Okay. But Larry Brooks, uh, big big fan of Larry Brooks. Yeah, uh, you are, Brooksy. Oh, yeah. Reporting that uh, Nils Lundqvist is looking for a trade out of New York. Again, the defenseman was leapfrogged by Braden Schneider this year on the Rangers depth chart. So that was really interesting to see that he's now being made available. And Brooksy even going as far to say that a holdout of camp might be in the cards. If Lundqvist isn't moved, he might just not show up to camp. So this is exactly what Brooksy said. The Rangers are engaged in an accelerated effort to trade Niels Lundqvist after being notified that the 22-year-old Swedish defenseman is unlikely to report to camp in the absence of a deal. The Post has been told this by multiple sources. The Post has learned that general manager Chris Drury has been working with Lundqvist's agent Claude Lemieux in order to effect a trade to an organization in which the Swede would have a better opportunity to challenge for a top-four spot and role as a power play quarterback. Again, right-handed defenseman listed at 5'11 and 187 pounds. Like I said, got leapfrogged by Braden Schneider on the Rangers' depth chart last year. Uh, 15 points in 34 games with the Wolfpack last year in the AHL. 25 appearances with the Rangers, a goal, and three assists. Chris, the big question on everybody's mind, should the Canucks be in on this guy? Well, if he's looking for a spot to get power play time, this isn't it. If he hopped into the Canucks' lineup, what would he be, the fifth best power play guy on no. the point? Yeah. You'd, you'd put him ahead of OEL. No, and you wouldn't put him ahead of OEL. You're not putting him ahead of Quinn Hughes for sure. I mean, Jack Rathbone was much more effective as an AHL power play guy than Lundqvist was last year. That's actually fair. Was, and I mean, Jack Rathbone's already, what, third on the depth chart? Tyler yeah. Myers, I would say, is probably ahead of Lundqvist. So, I mean, that's... I mean, if they're looking for like a right shot five, guy, you're right. yep. that's what I'm thinking. Yep. Like, if that's a, the serious case, but it's, you know, the other part that he's looking for is to potentially play a top four minutes. Does he make sense with OEL? Yeah, he actually does. Right. That's does he thing. make more sense with OEL? And if Tyler Myers, who, listen, last year to start the season, we were saying how much of a tire fire might be watching Myers and Rathbone play together, but watching Myers adjust to being more defensive minded last season, like, I, I feel like a, a Myers Rathbone pairing might make a little bit more sense. And it kind of, shifts the the opportunity for or not really opportunity i guess shifts the situation on how you want to use travis dermott like is he a seventh defense on that point is he does he win the role and play with tyler myers on the third pairing because i tell you what playing third pairing matchups if it's tyler myers and travis dermott i know you're paying them you know pretty penny to have them in there as your third pairing but that's a third pairing that you like in the matchups that they're going to have to go up against rathbone myers Almost worked. When Rathbone was like making his debut, that was his partner. It yeah, almost worked. But and Myers carried the puck too much. I, I understand. But now my point is, is that one, you just made a good point. Myers coming off a good season. 
Rathbone's had a year in the AHL now. Rathbone's a better player than he was back then. And even yeah. back then, like I said, the pairing almost worked. So now, I'd, I'd, I agree with you that it would work. I think, yeah, the, the though it doesn't feel like a great fit, I mean, because you, you look at Schneider and you're like, that's the guy you want. That's the, the big body, more defensive. Lundqvist, more, more of an offensive right shot defenseman. He's not that big. He didn't put up a ton of numbers in the AHL. Um but his his addition to the defense core would would still change a lot for how the Canucks can work with what they have, and I think it's almost like any guy that that has the same type of maybe potential as a right shot defenseman, and any player that's in a similar situation along quest for the Vancouver Canucks would make some sense because it really gives you some options at right D, uh, and really for your top four and, and all of your defense pairings because a player like that just gives the Canucks so many options when right now it feels like like there's no argument really to me about the Canucks' top four right now, right? Like, I don't know, maybe you could say Dermott might be able to play with somebody else, but then it's like, well, then who plays with Hughes? Like, who comes out? To me, like, there is no real discussion on the Canucks' top four. If, if Lundqvist comes in the equation, yeah, you, you can start to have a, a conversation about what he makes different pairings look like in the top four, but, yeah, I mean, it, it should still be explored. I'm just curious to see which player would make sense and how... How low is his his trade value now with with the Rangers and the situation that's kind of presented itself now with this being out you know in the New York Post right like Niels Hudlander's name could be up there we just mentioned Jack Rathbone is his name a guy that maybe gets flipped and kind of similar guys in similar situations like you know Rathbone is from out east as well like the Rangers would be a team that might make sense for a guy that went to Harvard I mean you want to see what he can do and I think Rathbone also like performs so much better than Lundqvist did last year so but then again Rathbone's not a right shot defenseman and that uh, we've been talking about that all episode it feels like that means quite a bit to a to a player's value anyways so yeah like Lundqvist should be in the equation I'm just curious to see how the equation would shape out for a trade with the Canucks anyways I'm going to give you two names and I want you to pick which one you would make a one for one trade with Niels Hoglander and Jack Rathbone for Niels Lundqvist, who who are you going with? Niels for Niels or Jack Rathbone for Niels Lundqvist? Oh, man. Do you want me to go first since I threw you on the spot? Sure, go for it. I'll... As much as it pains me to say this, I mean, they're both friends of the show. They've both been on. Rathbone's been on like three times, yeah. though. But I'd say Rathbone. And <laughs> it's such a tough question because there's nothing in the cupboards for defenseman like you you need good defensemen and Harmon was on the show a couple months ago talking about how the Tampa Bay Lightning are proving that you don't need to just pay attention to handedness you just need good defensemen right and the rest will figure itself out if you've got three really good left shot defensemen you can play with a Zach Bogosian on the right side you don't need these world beaters or whatever on the right side you just need good defensemen and Jack Rathbone is a good defenseman so like it's tough because, like you said, yeah, obviously right-handed right-handed defenseman is worth more. I would say that Lundqvist probably has higher upside than Rathbone does, but I'm also wary of saying that on a team that already employs Quinn Hughes, where he's the far and away the top defenseman on the team, because you're probably never going to see a Lundqvist Hughes pairing, right? So, yeah, he's going to be a top four guy, but he's going to be on a second pairing with OEL probably for the next like five years, right? Yeah, that that doesn't sound horrible if he plays out to be a top four capable defenseman. I I look at the situation the Canucks are in, and I think I don't know. I hate to <laughs> hate to bring his name up, but it also depends on the future of like what JT Miller looks like because you want to have strong top nine forwards, you want to have strong depth on defense, and I think that those are the two situations that Hug Leonard and Rathbone are in. Like if I really had to pick one of the players to trade. I think I'm going with Niels Huglander because I do think that there's just so much value in defensemen and keeping a guy like Jack Rathbone, who I think is going to be an NHL this year. I don't know if he starts in the NHL. It's going to depend on what the situation with Tucker Pullman is or heck trade spots like this or PK Subban like we've talked about. Like There are a lot of roads that lead to Jack Rathbone starting in the HLMIs, but I think he's an NHL defenseman this season. I just think that there's so much more value there in a defenseman than there is at wing. And though I do think there's a ton of skill in Niels Huglander's game, 
Um, and he's so young, and there's so much to like. And I enjoy the player. I enjoy how hard he works every time he's on the ice. I just think that they're, if you're looking at value of your organization, I think you you still look at Jack Rathbone as maybe being a little bit higher, even though he's a little bit older. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's really close. Then, yeah, now that I say the age, I'm thinking, like, Huglander's, what, 21? You know, Rathbone's, what, like, 24? No, Rathbone's not 24. I think so. No, he's not. He's or 23, maybe. Yeah. Was Rathbone the same same draft as Pedersen? He was. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, 22, 23 kind of area. Yeah, but he's not, he's not turning 24 until May. Okay. So 23 years old versus what? Hoaglander's 21. So, I mean, or turning 21. Like, no, he's 21. Anyways, I'm screwing up dates here <laughs> so bad. But anyways, what I was like, just thinking of the age, I guess, yeah, I, I think if you're picking one, two trade, it is the winger for me because I just think that there's so much more value to defensemen. Hoaglander's got a late birthday, but he's only one birthier ahead of Rathbone. Rathbone's okay. 99, Hoaglander's 2000. But I am inclined to go with the 2000 baby. Yeah, because that's your your birth year. Elite. I just found out I'm older than Nils Huglander. Also, you want to know the trippiest thing that happened in the recent recent weeks? Sure. Talking to Vasily Podkoles, and in, in what he was saying, one of his answers, he goes, you know, I'm only 21. I, like, looked up at him, and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, you are only 21. Like, that's <laughs> absolutely insane. Doesn't look like it when, he, when you're standing next no, to him. No, that's, like, the first time I've spoken to a player who's younger than me, I think. Wow. Other than, like, development camp, obviously. Right, of course. Yeah, but, like, an NHL player that's younger than me, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know, it made me feel old. I, it's t- <laughs> Man, I really think that's a tough debate. Rathbone or Huglander. It is, right? Like, like the reason I threw it at you is because I legitimately think there's a lot of things on both sides. Like, look, like, again, I, and I've seen it so funny, people throwing out their trade proposals. They're like, oh, maybe Danila Klimovich for Niels Lundqvist. I'm like, Rangers ain't taking that. No. Rangers ain't taking that. That's not happening. No. Yeah. I, yeah. But, but sorry, what I was trying to say is there's a good debate to be had because there's a log jam on the left side of the defense. A seemingly, seemingly, there is a log jam on the left side of the defense. And seemingly, there is also a log jam at forward. Like, Specifically on the wings, if you look down yeah, the road. Right? Exactly, right? Like, if the Canucks don't go out and get Andre Kuzmenko, we're probably not even talking about Niels Huglander being a fourth liner or in any trade conversations. But they go out and get Kuzmenko and... They're going to try to sign him long-term, obviously, right? Like, after this season. Yeah. Could make sense. And you know what? It's depends. I, I bet Bruce Boudreau might have a lot of say when general manager comes and say, hey, what's your, how are you going to use Niels Huglander this year? I got to be honest with you here. I, I think. And, and again, part of the reason I'm against Huglander being the answer and trading Niels Huglander is because his underlying numbers are really good. And yeah. there's a serious argument to be had that he's just being underutilized. Yep. and. That he still just has to develop the defensive side of his game. No, I totally get it. You know I love the way Huglander plays. I just think that trade value, I think you're still defensemen are just worth so much. And if you're able to trade a winger that is at kind of a little bit of a similar spot to the right shot defenseman who has NHL games, I don't know. Like that's Sure. I still think you make that trade if it's possible. My point is, and again, not to put words in people's mouth, this is me guessing based on usage, based on what I what I think, just just my pure opinion. I think if Bruce Boudreaux is approached with this question of, hey, who would you rather keep? We're going to make a one-for-one trade for this right-handed defenseman. Who would you rather keep, Rathbone or Huglander? Pretty sure he's saying he'd rather keep Rathbone. And like... We know Niels Huglander was in Boudreaux's doghouse last year, but Boudreaux isn't the kind of coach to hold grudges, right? Like, Boudreaux is the kind of coach to put you in the press box for a game and say, hey, watch this. This is what I want you to be watching while you're sitting in the press box. And Vasily Podkolzin even said as much, right? In a Russian interview he did this offseason where he yeah. said, you know, when he got healthy scratch, he took it personally, and Boudreaux told him, like, hey, no, I want you to watch our systems from a bird's eye view and figure things out from up there. And then Podkolzin turned a corner after he, that benching, right? So... Again, I'm not saying that the reason he'd say this is because he has a vendetta against Nils Huglander, no. right? I'm saying it's just purely because he'd say, well, we're getting a defenseman here, and I, I like our forward group, so, yeah, like, Huglander's probably the more expendable player in Boudreaux's yep. eyes. Yeah, again, no. not trying to put words in people's mouths, not trying to put thoughts in people's heads. That's just my take on the situation. Right, and you look at the Rangers, and you see what they're kind of building on their forward group anyways. Like, Huglander makes sense. So he we does. got another he nice he guy played. that will play for them. And yeah, I think that's the other interesting thing is though, if you look at like who's going to have a, who has a better chance of like having a, a breakout season after what happened to them last year, Huglander or Rathbone, like it's Huglander for sure. Yeah. Like he has a well, very good. Does he in this forward group? 
I think so because With no I, Miller trade. No, I just think that the first guy that gets injured, the first guy that starts to perform poorly, Huglander's in the top nine, and then he needs to be ready for that moment. And for for Rathbone, what is the situation where he goes into the defense core? What is the situation where Rathbone's at his best and gets power play time? Like that's hard to come by for Rathbone. It's hard for hard to see Huglander on the power play as well, but it's even harder, I think, for Rathbone to get there. Yeah, you're right. Just because of the situation. So I think there's an argument for both. I think there's an argument for both players being a better option to keep for the Canucks and want to trade the other one. But I guess he'll take what uh, what the Rangers are interested in. Rangers like those Harvard kids. Next question. The rumored deal that was offered at the trade deadline, first-round pick, Philip Heedle, young center, along with Lundqvist for JT Miller. Uh, Rangers reportedly offered the Canucks this sometime before the trade deadline. Canucks turned it down. Do you take that trade now if you're the Canucks? I say no. Oh, man, no? I say no, and there's a lot of people. Again, part of my opinion is being swayed because of this report, right? That Lung, that they're looking to trade Lungfist. I think hmm. that brings value down in a trade, right? But I did see on Twitter there were people saying, man, the Canucks really should have accepted that because... People are seeing that, okay, maybe the Canucks are having trouble this offseason moving JT Mill, and there's just no market uh, worth worth exploring. And I know the offer the, the offers the Canucks have gotten haven't been better than the Filipino, uh, the Lundqvist package, right? Like, the offers they're getting right now aren't better, and I think that's why the Canucks haven't moved him. I don't think they've gotten a better offer since then. And I think the only time that there's a potential for a better offer now is the trade deadline, and... There's so much that goes into that at that point. There's so many different situations that can play out. Yeah. And, and to clarify, this isn't even me throwing out a report. Because remember, a few months ago, I said this as a report. And then an hour later, Jim Rutherford goes on the radio and is like, we haven't even gotten any offers. So, yeah. again, like my point is they've had conversations, but none of them have been nearly close enough where Jim Rutherford can say this is an offer for JT Miller. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think I, that's what I struggle to see. I see like... At the draft, I would have expected better offers than that, than the original one that you just brought up there. I would have maybe expected to see something similar at the free agency, but the situation I just think with a lot of teams is they want JT Miller to be able to re-sign with them at a, at a decent rate, and unfortunately, he's not going to do that. Like He's not going to sign for $7 million with your team. you know. Like, And I think a lot of people are look, a lot of teams are probably looking at it and say, well, maybe we'll just circle back in free agency and see what happens. If he's not getting the money that he wants, like, can you get yourself into a Nazem Kadri situation where you know things don't play out for a long time in the offseason and maybe you can get him a little bit cheaper than what you might have expected at? Or maybe you just work your roster into a certain way where you can add him in free agency. I think that's the way that teams might be looking at it right now. And I just wonder now, would JT Miller as a one-year playoff rental get you more than that original offer from the Rangers. Like yeah. that's unless you have a bunch of teams very interested, maybe you're holding on to half that cap. That's the only way I can see it happening. Cause I, I I'm not super confident they're going to get a better deal than what they had originally from the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to throw in? We're only 45 minutes in. No, we got to get to the poll question here. Oh yeah. Our poll question. What am I saying? They got single season ticket, uh, whatever things are available here. Yeah. Right? Back to school deals. I don't know. What's going on there with the Canucks? People are going back to the games. I did a hit on 650 the other day. Morning show. Halford and Bruff. Shout out. Uh, Shout out Jamie Dodd and Izzy Fair. They were filling in. Uh, That was a big hour there. I said, yeah, they got you and Boudreaux. Yeah, me and Boudreaux. And right before they had me on, Jamie does a Rogers back to school ad read. And I was like, did you do a back to school ad read just because of me? But anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I was on there this morning. It's me and Nick Shook. So not uh, not quite the Bruce Boudreaux mix. No, not quite. Okay, it's time for our episode 293 Atlas Goods poll question. Folks, go to locallyownedatlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 to get 15% off your first order of pop rinds. Folks, you've heard us talk about them before. These are the best, fresh, delicious pork rinds straight from your air fryer or microwave multiple flavors. You get the original, you put your favorite popcorn seasoning on, boom, all of a sudden you've got dill, pickle, pop rinds. So go check them out. Locally owned and operated Atlas Goods out of Surrey as well. We got an affinity for the Surrey. Well, we companies. got a lot of listeners. So you put here's what you put on there though. You go down to the states. You go to Trader Joe's. You buy the elote seasoning. It's all but everything but the cheese elote from Trader Joe's. You put that on. You put that on anything. It's excellent. You put it on the uh, 
on the pop rinds, you're laughing. Yep, there you go. So check out atlasgoods.com. Our poll it's like question nachos today. without the cheese. You don't even need the cheese. You just get that seasoning there. I made some absolutely banging nachos yesterday. I saw that, yeah. I was dicing up onions, peppers. I was on one yesterday. Mm. Made my ground beef. It was delicious. Mm. Yeah, it was really good. Really good nachos. Okay. You ate it in a bowl. Did I see that right? Yeah, okay. So listen, listen, listen. So uh, made it for the girlfriend as well. She was also eating. And instead of doing two plates and trying to get the nachos out, and like I did them like layered, so I didn't want to deal with the whole... Did you bake or broil when they're layered? Bake. Bake, okay. So I didn't want to deal with the whole... Like cheese was melted on multiple layers. Good, good, good. But I didn't want to deal... I didn't want to deal with the whole pick up some chips and then you get like spread out, right? I just picked them up and dumped them into a bowl, and it was delicious. Like, it was cheese all over. It was so good. It was delicious. There was not a single chip there that didn't have something on it because it was in a bowl, and I put it in a really big bowl, mm. and then we just shared the bowl. It was way better. You know what I've been doing? Because I've had nachos probably three times in the last two weeks. Yeah. get You just get a spoon of sour cream, and you just, like, take a big scoop, and just kind of shake the spoon over top of everything, a little a little drizzle, a little yeah. sour cream yeah. drizzle yeah. on top. Yeah. And, well, man, I'm, Trader Joe's better start sponsoring this. Trader Joe's has this salsa, and it's like, I don't really like chunky salsa. Like, I don't okay. like uh, big chunks of tomato sure, sure, or anything sure. or onion. And theirs is like a blended salsa. The only thing you're getting like a chunk of is maybe like some of the seeds from, I don't know, nice, some nice. sort of vegetable. But that's really good, too. It's just like a liquid salsa almost. I like that. And you pour that over. I've just been, normally, because I used to be a dip guy, big dip in the sour cream, yep, yep. dip in the salsa. But now I'm pouring it on right on top of the nachos and having it that way. I like that. I've been going with that lately. I'm going to try lime. On nachos, I saw that. Mm. I was looking at loaded nachos. I'm a Cholula guy, big time. That's yeah. my that's my hot sauce. He put that all over it too. That's that's my favorite hot sauce right now. I I gotta try some queso sauce. I haven't had queso. Yeah, queso's it's a queso's just a lot, a lot to handle. Yeah, you know you can only you can only do a little bit of queso. Queso, save that for a restaurant when you get to restaurant nachos. Then yeah. pay the extra buck and get the queso there. Don't do it at home. Because then I've I've had the same jar of queso sit in my fridge for like six months because I had queso twice in one week. Now I don't want to look at it. Mm. It's just too much. Okay. All right. So our poll question today: How many games will you attend this season at Rogers Arena, Chris? So far, nice poll question, bud. I'm just kidding. It's fine. It's a good poll question. Uh, zero to three games, four to 11 games, 12 plus, And as always, I'm angry so far leading the poll with 64% of the vote is zero to three followed shortly, actually widely by four to 11, 20% of people saying that and 6% of people saying 12 plus 10% say they are angry because this poll question was a little bit weak. Who said that? That doesn't say what the poll question says. No, I'm saying that. I just thought with single season tickets coming out, they just got all yeah, that. You know release. what? That's good. I, you're right. You're right. You know, I think it's a it's a question to ask yeah, people. That's Plus, a good one. Well, I don't know. I'm tired of asking. Do you want to trade this guy for this guy? I got tired of these poll questions all the time yeah. here. Okay. And I don't see you coming up with any poll questions. I here came up with time. two. I I will tell the listeners sub poll question. You can reply to the tweet with the episode sub poll question. I said, who would you rather trade for? Niels Lundqvist, Jack Rathbone, and Niels Huglander. That would get some debate going. Yeah, I know. That one would have got some debate going. I know. I, that was the one I came oh, up with. Oh, we had a good debate about it, too. But we put we the did. poll question out before. I wasn't going to delete it. I know. Save that for next week. We got lots of time to talk so about So it's stuff. a good poll question. All right. We'll close it out there. A bit of a shorter episode today. Well, what are you talking about, close it out there? You didn't even answer. How many games are you going to next year? Probably 12 plus, because I'm media. How many do you think you're going to go to next year? I'm thinking, like, because... Well, we're going every game. I know, I know, but how, what number do you every all forty one? I don't think I'll be at forty one. I think I've got to miss a few. For what? Well, I told my fiance this the other day, and she was pissed. I said, oh, "I'll be at all forty one." She's pissed. She's like, "So you're not going to go to any games with me?" I said, "Damn, no, it's your job." I know, but I got to go to. That's why I said it's my job. But I, I got to go to two or three with her. No, yeah, that's I not do. how that works. Yeah, I get to, I get a couple games off every year. Yeah, I'll give you a couple games. That's off. what I'm saying. I said that she's like, well, can't Dave just get quotes? I said, yeah, but Dave's not good at asking questions. That's okay. his problem here. Okay, <laughs> he's over there like he talks with silly Pod Coles and doesn't ask him anything. Doesn't, doesn't tell me to show up to the arena, even though I got a billion questions for Pod Coles in. Then <laughs> admittedly, I get, and then I don't get them all the rest of the week. Admittedly, you're probably one of the best media members in general at asking questions. Okay. Not to toot your horn too much. No, go ahead. Your keep, head's keep going. Keep going. Expanding in the studio as I speak. Yeah. Admittedly, you are one of the best at asking questions in the entire media group, which is why you're going. But I'm going to the morning. I'm no. Uh, I'm no Daniel Wagner though. Our Wags plan. Is, our Wags plan for one. next year. It's it's a it's like a well oiled machine. I'm going to morning skates. Right. You're going to the games. You're going to ask post game questions, and then 
we're going to have a post-game report written by one of us, one of the CA staff members, and yeah. we're going to be working together. I'm not writing 75 post-games this year, though. I'll tell you no. that. I know, I know. You worked me to the bone last you get year. To go, you get to go watch the games. You're fine. As I say, I'm just in there getting quotes now. I'm in and out. Yeah. Quick, uh, you know, quick big time reporter now. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not writing 75 post games. Put one of the other CA guys on there. <laughs> or girls. We got girls on the team. Or too. girls too, yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to Connect Army. We got an announcement coming next week. Well oiled machine, yeah. And yeah. plus, you know what? We're not that far away from going five uh, shows a week here. No. Which is like crazy we got young stars, about. right? Mm-hmm. And I think the week after young stars, oh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. When I get back from young stars, we're going. I think we're going live. Oh man! I told you we got to get this set up. We got to try this thing in my place here. I got cameras all over the yeah, place. Yeah, we got to do some practice shows. Yeah, most definitely. Maybe yeah. make them available to Patreon subscribers only. Yeah, we will. We'll make yeah. them available for Patreon. Subscribers. Yeah, we'll probably do that all our practice. But people episodes. ask. We'll say it again. Say it all the time. But people always ask. Still going to be available in podcast form. Still going to be out there, you know, within 20, 30 minutes of us finishing the Just more the of us. You just get more of us, folks. And you can, you can always watch the video now. You can go back and watch the YouTube live video, too. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, don't worry. Lots of uh, lots of sh- stuff coming. <laughs> Almost. Uh, do you have a prospect report? Uh, yes, I do have a prospect report. I chatted with Connor Lockhart. Uh, he just wrapped up his training camp uh, in Peterborough with the Peets. Very excited. Uh, he was a very excited uh, player for, for what he's dealing with now compared to what he had at Erie last year because Erie was not a good team. Uh, man, I tell you, I watch games with uh, of Lockhart, and Erie would, like, there'd be games that get no shot like 50 to 21. Like, the puck's just in their zone the whole time. Now he's on this team that, the way he was talking about it, it's a powerhouse team. I mean, you're looking at multiple, multiple drafted players, multiple players that are going to get drafted this year. You know, people for like you might not even know this, but Connor Lockhart was a third overall pick in the OHL draft. Like he was a very coveted player to play in the OHL. So him not being able to even be a point per game player last season, I think that that kind of hurt him a little bit. Like he is motivated right now to go play with the Petersboro Peets uh, and have a big season, be a guy that's killing penalties, taking faceoffs on the power play. We've seen his one-timer. One-timer is excellent. Uh, and I think there's going to be big things for him coming up here in the future. Uh, Jonathan LeCarrie Mackey, been watching him play preseason. I think I might have mentioned on the last episode, but he got a point the other day, uh, his first point of preseason. And he's shooting the puck a lot, man. Just a lot of confidence in his game uh, so far. Dimitri Zodiev still playing uh, KHL games, playing on the third line again in the preseason. They get going like, I feel like very soon, the KHL starts, the actual regular season. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where Zodiev kind of fits there, playing the wing instead of center. Um, and then as for the defenseman, you know what? Uh, Jonathan Meyerberg's brother is the backup goalie for the SHL team, 22 I years old. I did not know that. Because I'm looking the other day, and uh, the, the site that we use for, um, or the, the company, whatever, the, the app that we use for, for watching back down old games, it shows Jonathan Meyerberg, right? And it's like, then it shows his stats, and he's like, oh, he made like uh, 17 saves. And I was like, what the hell? And I was like, no way. Jonathan Meyerberg played goalie for the uh, SHL team. Learned that he has a 22-year-old brother that's the backup goalie. Uh, for Link Coping. I say that's how players always get real good at shooting. If you got a brother that's a goaltender. That's right. That's why I got my, you should see my shot. My brother was a goalie. Really? Yeah. I was also the, I was the younger brother that got forced into goalie. Right. And, and it worked out to be a career for me. Not yeah. playing, no. just to be clear. Yeah, fair enough. Definitely once not it, playing. Once the weather cools down here, we're going to get out. I got got my hockey sticks ready to go here. Yeah, I could not imagine putting on full goalie. No, right I now. couldn't imagine running around in this heat either. I'm done with it. I played golf last week. Last So last weekend, I don't think I said this on the podcast. Last weekend, went to the PNE, went golfing, went to a Lions game, went to a Whitecaps game. I did something else too. I can't remember. did five like things and uh, my steps for the day. I'm not a big uh, 10,000 plus steps. They say that's what you got to do to be healthy. You gotta get that's 10, what I'm trying to do. 10,000 steps. I say when you do my kind of work. Or our kind of work, it's, you know, sometimes you're, you're not uh, up and around the computer that often when you're sitting there for, you know, watching three hockey games a day. It's hard to get to 10,000 steps. But the other day, it was like 18,000 one day, then like 17,000 because I played around a golf and we walked around the whole time. My first round of the year. And dude, I have lost everything. I have lost, I, first, first time I like hit the driver and like. What were you gambling on the games? Oh, no. Well, I know just like all my skill is just gone. Like my drives are the, you couldn't, you couldn't try to slice the ball and hit it as hard at like as slice as hard as I do. 
If you tried your, like Tiger Woods could try a slice and he wouldn't be able to do what I do with the slice. I can fix your slice. I had a really bad one. It comes from playing baseball. It does. Yeah, That's literally what it came from for but me. Here's, here's the thing. If you know how to use the slice, you just, like I'm aiming so far right and people are looking at me weird and then the, the ball's just coming right down the yeah, fairway. Yeah, but what if there's trees? Then you go around them. You go over them. I still hit it a mile. Oh, come on. Oh, I do, dude. There's, you know... I hit it hard, but it slices so much. But uh, ended up having a pretty good round. That's with not the, a strategy that you can you can actually plan around. You can't, oh, yeah, you can't say, oh, I'm fine because I can control my slice. A couple dog leg lefts on that uh, golf course. Shout out uh, Savage Creek. We went out and played out in Richmond. A couple dog legs out there. Boom. And you then and I got to golf. We haven't played around, like even pitch and putt in forever. Yeah, I'm golfing Saturday. I got an early morning Saturday golf. Uh, listen to this podcast. I'm out there golfing. I'm taking along, thirty three bucks in the morning for for the play this course cheap. But I played it at uh, played it at four twelve was our last tee time twenty one bucks. Wow! But no carts though. That's why I got all the steps. That sucks. And I tell you, back to back days. I went to the P and E and good for you though. Ugh, Getting my your steps in. Yeah, but at the P and E, I'm eating corn and all this stuff. I it wasn't eating wasn't eating good. I had a. Uh, they had these foot long fries at the P and E, so they got to be. What I was thinking is probably it has to be like mashed potatoes, right? And then they cut it out into fries and fry it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and it was good. It was very good. Covered in, uh, I had curry ketchup with it. Oh, wow. Delicious. What else do we have? I had a corn dog. Nothing like a corn dog at the at the fair. I also went to the, the real one. did you go to the peony? Of like Wednesday. I had oh. free admission because I went to the Lions game. So if you went to the Lions game, it was That's free right. admission. So then I paid 25 bucks for parking. Uh, and then I paid $18 on games. <laughs> And then I bought food for 20 bucks. Dude, I played the game with the, you throw the broken ball. You try and break the bottle. You throw a baseball at it. Oh, yeah. Dude, should have seen this. And like, I threw this ball so hard that my arm is still sore. Yeah. And I threw it so hard, hit directly in like the base of the bottle. And it just like, boom, dropped. And I was like, okay, these freaking games. it's super I threw that ball so hard, crow hopped into it, threw it as hard as I could. And it hit directly on the bottle. And then I was like, what the hell's going on here, man? Didn't didn't break it at all. And that was like the first throw. That I just like looked around and I had two more to go. And I was like, okay, if that didn't break it, nothing is. Yeah. So I got played in there. Yeah, I did ring toss. The ring toss. I won the basketball game, though, which was super fun. Which one? The one where you shoot like a basketball. Oh, yeah. From like far away or the short one? No, I was as close as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I drained it, though. I, I, I used looked, the backboard, but that's there wasn't okay. a lot that I was like super interested in. No, the games. What's this great. deal with the P and E and gambling? Have you seen these games? You just gamble on things. There's like a bunch of gambling tables. Like it's like a wheel that spins one to ten, and you just pick numbers, and you like win cash and stuff. And I was like, can you just do this? What? It's just like gambling at the casino. No, by the like, horse racing. no, in the P and E there. What? Yeah, it I was weird. That. It was like I don't know what was going on there. I said, can you just do this like sort of gambling thing? That's wild. It was wild to me. And they had a big old... Uh, anyways, let's get out of here. I got, what else do I have in there? My lemonade. You know I got a big thing of lemonade. $8 for a lemonade. Yeah. Kidding me. My girlfriend got that too. She really liked it. I didn't go on any rides. I, I didn't do rides either no. that time. I bought two ride passes. I gave it to my fiance and my, my best friend was in town. Gave that. They went on all rides together. Hmm. Sitting there watching them. You don't like rides? The, oh, hell no. No, I wasn't going on that. Have you ever been on the log ride? I've asked you this before. I don't did think you so. not go? I, no, I went when I was younger, and I did all of them, but you should go I tell you, ride. the look on my fiance's face on the elevator was worth it enough for me that I was able to be on the ground watching that. She looked like she was going to just lose it up there. She wow. was not having a good time on the elevator. I like the elevator. No, nah, I don't know about that. I'm not going on that. I went on that when I was a kid. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. yeah you slip tough. out of there. You're going up. You slip right out. Who knows where you're going to land? I'm not going to slip. You slip out. You're landing in Delta, Do probably. Do you think you're like a 60-pound like infant? No, I think I got enough force in me where if it hits hard enough, that thing, how strong is that thing holding me down to hold 300 pounds, pushing as hard as it can You're up with the speed of sound? Fine. You'll be fine. I don't think so. I don't, I'm not going on that thing. And I'm sitting there and they got this one, they go up in these chairs, right? And they're spinning and it goes up really high and they're like spinning like crazy. They're just attached by like, a, it looks like a fishing line. They're holding them together. And atmosphere. They're spin- yeah, atmosphere. they're atmosphere and they're spinning around and I'm looking up and what do I see? A freaking shoe come flying down, misses me, hits like this roof right beside me. And I was like, holy hell, this is a dangerous spot up here. Oh, and geez. ran into a listener. I think his name was Ian, him and his dad, big fans of the show as well. Shout so out to Ian shout and out his Ian. dad. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they enjoy the show. Listen together, he was saying. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We'll close it out there. I saw Super Dogs. Did you see Super no, Dogs? Dude, I was pissed. I wanted dude, to see Super Dogs. Dogs. Was awesome. And the old Pacific Coliseum. Oh, it's awesome. Dude, you know what I really liked was uh, going into like that market on the way. It's like right at the yes, edge. Yes. Dude, I was losing my mind in there. They I had love that all place. of the TV commercial things yeah. in person. Yeah. Did you see the map? Uh, the map of BC, the big... It was made in like the 50s and this guy huh. made a map of BC, like a giant one. It was only like an eighth of the map or something and it was like the lower mainland. It was awesome. Damn, that's cool. No, I didn't cool. see that, but I did see uh, they had a lot of different mops. It was like all the mops oh, yeah, were in one mops, corner competing about who had the best mop. Yeah. And I'm walking by and this guy's like, hey, uh, you want to learn how to mop? And I was like, no, nah, I learned that when I was a kid. It sucks. <laughs> like, I don't want to learn how to mop again. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they had but scooters that too. place. Yeah, well, I went scoot scooting the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those. Yeah, yeah. For my fiance's. So here, I'm gonna. She's not gonna like this when I talk crap about her. She doesn't. She doesn't know how to use the damn brakes on the scoot scoots. So every time she's about to fall over or stop, she's like, she doesn't hit the brake. She just runs off the damn thing. What? That's I thought so she was dangerous. Dude, I know. I thought she was gonna go down like 15 times. Why on didn't these, she hit the brake? She just couldn't figure out to hit brakes and and get off at the same time. So she was just jumping off. And like full speed, like having to catch herself running. That's insane. And I was like, dude, yeah, she, I was worried about her the whole time. I had to sit behind her going, you know, nine kilometers an hour on the little scoot scoot there. How fast do those things go? We got up to 30 she or maybe didn't. 25 kilometers. She didn't hour. go that fast. No, no, no. But Chad was with me, my best friend. He was, uh, we were, he was ripping. Total Chad moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> Chad moment. He's the Chad's big, actually so nice. Yeah. But he's the biggest Chad you'll know. He's <laughs> like such a Chad. <laughs> I think, like, when we went golfing, we had the random fourth come with us, and he's, like, asked us all his name. He was a great dude, too, but he was uh, really nice. It's so nice when you get a, a random fourth, oh, and yeah. a good dude. And he was, like, oh, like, what's your name? So, like, blah, 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 like, Chris, Tony, Chad. And then he's, like, I could have guessed it was Chad. <laughs> I was just, like, all right, we're going to like this guy right off the bat. Oh, man. I, I once got paired with a fourth who yelled at the group in front of us, like, four times. And the group in front of us wasn't even taking that long. It God was damn. just, like, I was, like, all right, relax, man. <laughs> All anyway. right, we can wrap it up. Greg, yeah. Greg will be happy with the. Yeah, yeah we went over episode. an hour. This was a great conversation. Well, we were going to do a Patreon, but uh, we can. Yeah, we can. That was a little it. bit of a Patreon there. Yeah, we'll put stuff on the Patreon regardless. All right, for my co host, Chris Faber, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation, delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?